The Florida Panthers go into Toronto and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs and take a 2-0 series lead. Heading back to Sunrise, we're going to discuss the goaltending. We're going to discuss the three stars of the game. And we are going to prepare for this series to shift back to South Florida. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, May 5th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramondo Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the page on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come here every day to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So the Florida Panthers, they fall behind early in, in the first period. Two goals in two minutes and 50 seconds for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But man, these resilient Panthers getting a goal at, at towards the end of the first period and then two quick ones in the second period. And then the Florida Panthers don't back down from there. Th- this is the first win in the postseason where they gave up the first goal and they ended up winning uh, the hockey game. First time in, in this postseason specifically. But it is Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition, a live edition of Fairbanks Friday on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And we are celebrating a win, a 2 nothing series lead for the Florida Panthers. Nick, welcome back to the show on another Fairbanks Friday. Oh, wait, hold on. Your, your mic's muted. Hold on. There you go. I don't know what to say right now. Um... The fact that I was not worried after Toronto came out uh, with a 2-0 lead and got all their power plays. And uh, by the way, I want to I wanna put up a two for Paul Maurice here because that's how much we got. This team doesn't care if they're down or what you're throwing at them. They're going to make you look silly, and they're going to make you pay for it. I don't think I've ever seen this out of a Panthers team, ever. So to say the least... I'm very happy with the 2-0 lead. If you would have asked me before the series started, if it would have started like this, I wanted a split. 2-0, love it. Yeah, absolutely. And and just when it comes to when it comes to that 2-0 lead for for the for the Maple Leafs, I mean, it was that 5-10 of the of the first period that they got that that 2-0 lead and Panthers going on the power um, excuse me, Maple Leafs going on the power play and Bobrovsky being a little shaky, not necessarily uh, not necessarily with uh, with being in his crease, but also but stick handling as well. Had a fumble the puck right behind the net and and had it gave up an op- almost gave up an uh, opportunity on the right wing circle mm-hmm. to uh, Mark Giordano. But ever since that moment, Bobrovsky was like locked in, in, in into the, this game. And I mean, it, it, John Tavares creating opportunities once again. William Nylander again. Austin Matthews. Uh, but also, there was a PK after where Alexander Barkov had great breakups. Where there's one where they questioned whether his stick was broken, and, <laughs> and and then another one where he 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 reaches out to get the puck out of the zone as well. And these two teams were also trading hits back and forth. I mean, the final hit tally for this game was 37 to 35. 
in in favor of Florida. Sam Bennett had ten hits uh, on 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 the night too. So just an incredible game, a very physical game for the Panthers, and very resilient that this team just continues to be in this postseason. Five and one on the road, Nick. I want to start every playoff series on the road. And the good thing about actually coming in the last playoff spot is that you'll probably never have home uh, ice advantage. So, and I, I believe the, last, the eighth seed over in um, the West got eliminated. So Panthers don't have to worry about that um, in case they do end up moving on, but hats off to the Panthers for sticking with it. Uh, not only do they not shy away from their game plan, you know, I put out a tweet. Um, I, I, I can't remember who it was. But one of the TSN guys asked, you know, what do you think Paul Murray said between the periods? And I'm like, just play your game. I mean, it was already starting to trend that way. And the fact that they got a goal in the first period um, really kind of cemented that belief. And what can you say about Sam Bennett? You know, Mm -hmm. if you ask any Toronto fan right now, I'm pretty sure 10 out of his 10 hits were all dirty. He didn't shy away after even being called for two penalties tonight and even the one in game one. Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, half the calls that are being made because right now, again, we'll repeat this, it's 8-2. But I just don't understand where the refs are coming from with some of these uh, penalties. I mean, I know... There's one that Verhege got hooked. Yes, no, and I was screaming about that one because clearly, like, anybody who was watching could see it and they just didn't call it. And then you come back down the other way and, yeah, Bennett, you know, cross-checks Bunning in the head, which is stupid, but Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. Um, but he, the fact that he didn't change his game because of that and that the rest of the team bailed him out. I mean, Florida is sticking with the game plan. They really believe. And I don't know if any other team right now believes. I mean, outside of the Seattle Kraken right now, I mean, what they did in their game shows that they have a mojo as well. So, um, you know, hats off to both teams. But I think a lot of teams have really taken the Panthers not seriously and it's costing them. Yeah. And, and now, and now uh, for the Panthers, I mean, listening to a whole bunch of other podcasts around, around the NHL, like national shows, the Panthers kind of feel like the darling of, of the NHL, like a Cinderella, like kind of, kind of story as well. And also you mentioned the fact that the Panthers got a goal going into the fir- first intermission and, uh, and, how important that was uh, for for the Panthers to get the get that goal. Etu Lusterine and laying a big hit on Lilligren, and then Sam Reinhardt getting a quick uh, backhand pass to Anton Lindell. Your boy, mm. Anton mm. Lindell. Uh, so. mm. <laughs> you love it, don't you? Mm. <laughs> I honestly think that was the most perfect setup for a goal, like it, for the Maurice, um, you know, style play. One guy goes in, lays a hit. The other guy goes in to take the puck away or uh, receives it. And Lundell's just right there for an easy goal. Like that is mm, like a French chef couldn't put it any better than that. Yeah. And um, Lundell's game just has come so much alive in, in, in this postseason. And the, and the fact that, you know, we talked about Lundell struggling on that top line throughout the regular season when he was with Barkov during that little bit of time. And then, and then having to fill in for Sam Bennett, and even though he, he has he himself hasn't exploded, I I mean just just the fact that of course when it comes to the time of year that this it is with the playoffs, and just you you got to give your your hat out to Anton Lindell as well, and then the 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 Panthers, I mean scoring for forty seven seconds apart in the in the third period, mm-hmm. 
I, I didn't necessarily think the game was over there. Uh, I mean, there was no. like still like 39 minutes of hockey left. Yeah. So th- sure. there was no way that I was thinking that the, that the, that the game was over uh, then. And when you talk about the um, Sam Bennett, when, when people think that probably all 10 of his hits were dirty, people probably think that hit on Matthew Nyes uh, behind the bo- at the end boards as well. People thought, thought the same thing. Panthers had, Panthers had, um, Panthers had a guy shaken up too, where where William Nylander had a shot, missed the net, and it hits Josh Mahura right in the face, bleeding all over the ice. He goes away. So the Panthers also had to deal in this one without one mm-hmm. of their defensemen. He did. Josh Mahura did end up coming back, but also <laughs> I also want to know how many stitches he got. Um, uh, may, hopefully, may, hopefully not similar to Morgan Barron of the of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, but just the fact that the Panthers. They they were able to come out firing just like that in the, in the in going, coming into the second period and then also not only was Sergey Bobrovsky great but the amount of missed opportunities th- that the Toronto Maple Leafs had where they, they we heard a ding quite a few times on the night a, a lot of pucks mm-hmm. hit the post too but I don't want to I don't want to discredit Sergey Bobrovsky on the night neither no um, he's been the best player the last two games. Um, you know, I, I want to give him credit for the Boston series, but I think that was a full team effort. But clearly right now he is playing at a level that I don't think he's been able to play here in Florida since he's been here. I mean, you know, I've talked about him having the stretch that he did from December or January for a couple of months to get the Panthers back into playoff contention. But right now what we're seeing is that he's tracking everything. And what I mean by that is, did you remember the save that he made on Matthews where Matthews just had it wide open in the slot and Bob ends up like jumping, lunging forward with his blocker to stop it. Like, like, what is this, the seventies? Like what's going on here? But it's unorthodox, but it's working. And, you know, I, I think it's starting to get to the Leafs, to be honest with you. I mean, they pot two goals early, nothing after that. So they, they got to figure something out. Um, and, you know, if Florida continues what they're doing effectively, it's going to be very hard for them to crawl out of the hole that they're in right now. And then shortly after that blocker save that Sergei Bobrovsky had on Matthews, that was when part of me felt confident that the Florida Panthers were going to win this game was that penalty on Austin Matthews um, towards the end of the second period. That, that was what really told me that the, <laughs> that, the, that, the, that the Panthers were going to find a way to win this game. And even before all of that, even before the Mahura got hit in mm. the face, there was a time where the Florida Panthers, it felt like that they were in the, in the, zone, in the Leafs offensive zone for like about two, three minutes with the, uh, with the Ryan O'Reilly uh, forward group and the Luke Shen D pair um, there. Yep. So there was, a, there was a point in that second pair where they were just in the zone getting their changes they had a hard time <laughs> clearing the clearing the puck too and more importantly the the panthers com- um converting on the least mistakes as they were breaking out of their zone too and it's just the the same thing over and over again of the florida panthers getting goals within 5 seconds of a turnover yep. too and that is so key so is that 11 now that they have um if we're keeping you know track of that stat i think it's 11 now um but I'm getting tired. I am seriously tired of the talking point that, oh, well, Boston, you know, they gave it to the Panthers. They, they you know, the, all the turnovers, you know, they gave the Panthers those goals in the series. I'm hearing the same thing out of Toronto and all the pundits out of, you know, Canada right now saying, oh, well, if uh, Toronto didn't turn the puck over, I don't think this would be the same series. Like, 
well, what's causing those turnovers? Can, can we at least like educate, you know, the hockey world about what's going on? Or maybe most people know, and maybe it's just Hockey Canada right now that doesn't want to, you know, indulge or at least go off script, we'll say, and give the Panthers any kind of acknowledgement, which, like I said, I'm tired of it. But at the same time, give me more because I'm pretty sure the Panthers will be putting it on the bulletin board every single game. And that game-winning goal that ended up with Forsling, you can blame Mitch Marner on that, on a drop pass to Austin Matthews. And then as, as, they, as he got out of the blue line as well, too. And it was it was it was reminiscent of the Los Arena goal to uh, put the Panthers up six five in the Boston game because if you remember they were able to keep the puck in he gloved the puck down and he took it in and mm. scored this I one that was he Clifton. ends up that was Clifton so mm-hmm. he ends up passing it uh, who who did he pass it to um, that got it over to Forsling was it uh, he was trying was it to pa- pass it to he was trying to pass it to in are you talking about the Boston game or the or tonight tonight. Uh, he was trying to pass it to Matthews. Well, no, no, not Marner, but like Losterine and gloved it down. Mm. He ended up passing to the wing, and then the wing passes it over to Forsling. It was a, um, it was a, it was a give and go to Lundell, Chucky, and then to Chucky, cross ice pass to Forsling. Okay, so like right there, like you already have probably your best performing players on the ice during that turnover, and look what happens. So, I mean, all the stars are aligning right now, and mm. if you guys can't tell from my voice, I'm excited. <laughs> we all are excited and and also the people joining us on the live stream are excited as well we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to talk about our three stars of the game and discuss more about this exciting win for the florida panthers as they come go get out of toronto with a two nothing series lead we're going to discuss that more here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about ebay motors and for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be you can be sure every part you need fits right first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors and with over 122 parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time that's after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com that's right ebay guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply segment number two here on this Friday, May 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And Nick, got to talk about our three stars of the game for the night. And mine are Bobrovsky, Anton Lindell. And I got to, I got to, I got to give, I got to also give one to Anthony Duclair as well. I, even though there was one breakaway where, his skates were a little faster than his stick handling there. I thought Anthony Duclair was great getting into the zone. I thought he was great at lifting pucks uh, deep as well. And there, and of course that, that, that set up to Alexander Barkov where he got the turnover in the neutral zone. I thought that Anthony Duclair had a, had a great, really great game. And of course, Etulu Storanen, he didn't get any, he didn't get points on the Forsling goal and on the first, um, first goal uh, by Anton Lindell. But I got to give an honorable mention to Etulus Terrain on on the night. Thanks, Dale. Um, so, <laughs> who are your three stars of the game, uh, Nick? 
Well, I think uh, Bobrovsky on the case has to be number one. Um, Absolutely. By far. Um, my second star is going to have to be um, Lundell as well. Um, not only because of the goal he scored, but the fact is, is that him, Reinhardt, and Losterreinen was probably the most effective line tonight. And it was because they were able to keep the puck low and win almost every single battle that they had. Um so, and Lundell's not one of those guys that usually goes below the red line. So, uh, good on him for doing that. Uh, third, let me think about this one real quick. I honestly want to, um, hmm, who should I give it to? I don't think there, I don't think there are a lot of wrong answers, <laughs> Nick, honestly. No, I know. I, I, I know I'm taking my time, but, um, I, I honestly, I, I want to give it to, um, Barkoff. Not only because he finally scored a goal, but he scored a huge goal that basically what I, I think turned the tide of the game, and it shocked the crowd. It shocked the um, you know the, the Leafs, but also again he was a he was a son of a gun on the uh, defensive uh, side of things. You know, breaking up plays on the PK, uh, not allowing Marner Matthews. Um, I'm not going to say Nylander because Nylander was sniffing around the goal the whole game, which mm-hmm. I'm starting to get afraid of, but. Barkov by far showed his full 200 foot game tonight. And I think he deserves a star for that. Yeah. And, uh, and also there's, there's a moment in the game where if Carter Hagee scored on a breakaway, there is a face off <laughs> one by Barkov. Anthony Duclair lifts it and, and Carter Hagee goes on a breakaway. Samsonov saves it, but that looked very similar. If he scored to that Ryan Lombard game winner in Tampa, from game three in 2021 Carver Hagen got four shots on the, on the night as well. Brandon Montour, four, four shots on the night. Um, Anton Lindell as well. Uh, so the, just guys consistently uh, stepping up for, for the Panthers. I mean, Anton Lindell plus two as well. Mark Stahl, a plus two as well mm-hmm. on, on the night. And you know what the, the, the Panthers, they, they weren't, they weren't necessarily the best in, in the dot tonight. I mean, six, 68% to, to 32 so so even they were controlling the play they were getting the necessary line changes that they that they needed and you know what the 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 takeaways and the giveaways it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily uh it, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story as they were tied in takeaways and and but the again just a slight discrepancy in the giveaways uh category for for Toronto it was how they were consistently unable to clear pucks and and listen, you mentioned it at the very beginning with the lack of power play opportunities for the Panthers and doing this at five on five as well. And that is that is so key. I I, I want to go back to over 365 days ago when we oh, had man. it was me, you, and Jacob on a round table when the Florida Panthers beat the Washington Capitals in the first uh first round. We I asked the question, are power plays overrated? And we all said we all said no. Um <laughs> and but the, and 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 it still it still remains a no they on on that answer but just the fact that the florida panthers are able to eliminate the speed for of 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 the of the toronto maple leafs and and just consistently get get sticks and lanes as well i mean there was also one opportunity that carver hagee was super patient as he was getting in between the hash marks and then going for going for a shot on samsonov which samsonov he had a little bit of a stinger towards the end of the game on a, on a shot by gus forsling as well so yes, he did. 
Also, that's a little bit of a alarm that's uh, gone off, at least on my end, uh, when when it comes to preparing for game three. I know there's two days off, but also also that 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 is uh, something uh, to note. But man, there there these last two games, Bobrovsky being that dude, the ten million dollar man, but everyone else just creating players, and more importantly. The neutral zone that is when you look at that part of the game that is where the game's won and lost for the panthers yeah and you know i think tonight was more of a contribution of the entire team you know you had last game where montour you know took over um you know you had uh the second line or you know it's dubbed the first line up in canada that really took lead and took over the game this one i feel like it was the third line that was the best, mm-hmm. followed by the second or first line, and then followed by the Barkov line that really kind of allowed Florida to kind of just get their mojo back and start doing what they're going to do. Um, I know the fourth line had a few chances early. Um, I wish Colin White um, actually, you know, put one in because I know it one was like kind of going across the blue paint and he just couldn't get a stick on it. But um, I think they're going to pot one here in the next two games. Um, so it's, it's coming. They but, did in game six. In yeah. the Boston series. So going going back to the whole conversation of our power plays overrated. Um, they're not overrated, but the problem is, is that Florida is a hundred times better on five on five play. Not only does the season stats um you know dictate that, but also all the play that they've had in the postseason so far saying that they've crushed teams five on five. So maybe it's better for them not to actually get, you know, power plays. But, you know, you can't be, you know, too comfortable with taking the amount of penalties that they have. And, you know, with the Toronto team, you know, having Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Riley, uh, Tavares, O'Reilly, like all those names that could hurt you, stop playing with, you know, fire and everything because you're going to get burned eventually. But um, if Florida just sticks to what they're doing and kind of like loosens up on these stick infractions, um, there should be no problem going forward. Yeah, and going back to the fourth line, um, when, when you were talking about the um, when you were going back to Colin White, there was also an opportunity where Zach Dalpy had a great centering feed to Aaron Eckblad and just a little bit of a lift more uh, that Aaron Eckblad uh, needed. Um, yeah, I, I believe that was. Uh, I believe that could have made it two um, two two at the time. I forget uh, what part of the game that was, but yeah, it would have been two. Uh, but man, uh, that great setup by uh, Zach Dalpy either way, which unfortunately. Zach Delpy's uh, Charlotte Checkers are eliminated from um, Calder Cup contention as they lost the Hershey Bears by a final score of six to two in Hershey. So no game five for the Charlotte Checkers, uh, but still a great uh, opportunity that they forced that game four in Hershey uh, um, on Thursday night. I was dual screening uh, both games um, on on the night, but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to discuss prepare and and prepare for game three on Sunday between the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, May 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is another edition of Fairbanks Friday. And Nick, yes, on the audio side of things, this is going to release on a Friday, but it's still May 4th still star wars day and unfortunately hayden christensen's uh toronto maple leafs are down 0-2 in in the series mm-hmm. so 
somebody uh ha- has t- I hope somebody uh, checks up on him uh, to see how he's doing. <laughs> on, uh, uh, all we have to do is send Mark Hamill and everything will be fixed. Oh, yeah. I think we'll be good after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> de- definitely, definitely someone has to just go check on, check, check on him and we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, Nick, the, the, the Panthers, they're, they're, they're returning home. This fan base is hyped, my friend. Um, I'm hyped. You're hyped. The the scenes that we're seeing from the watch parties, I believe their watch party tonight was at Funky Buddha uh, Tap Room in Oakland Park, which is a great location to go um, go watch a game. I've done that once, but just the when when you think about the Panthers and trying to restrict uh, tickets to to Canadian addresses, and now the fact that even though they lifted it after the presale, um, even though. The pan and they they lifted it and with the Panthers being up to, uh, to to nothing, how much more of a sea of red would you expect on Sunday night with how the series is right now? Well, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, um, you know, just about you know what Florida was doing with their ticket sales and. Um, while I understand that they're doing that, um, I really hope Panthers fans took advantage to get tickets for Sunday and also Wednesday, um, because usually the Leaf fans are usually about a good 60, 70% when they come visit town. Um, and Panther fans got a 24 hour, you know, window to make that not happen. Um, however, I'm not, you know, ignorant to the fact that, you know, there are a lot of Leaf fans that live here in Florida or have U.S. uh, addresses, so um, it might be a sea of blue, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing 70% red and the other 30% blue, and it's going to feel nice. It's going to be loud. Um, I think it's going to be a different feel than what Toronto's used to when they come down here, and it's a long time coming for fans and this franchise. Yeah. And we were talking about pre-recording about being okay with a split in, in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. I l- listen with, with five games, five and a possible seven being in Toronto. And the fact that you were able to take advantage of beating a team that has all the names that you na- that you named in the in the previous segment: Marners, Marner, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander, um, and especially, and and I want to go back to the third period. I, one one very important part of that of that period was before the TV timeout, where the Panthers were just pinned in their own zone, and Sergey Bobrovsky was starting to get a little bit overwhelmed. And that TV timeout, as the Panthers were able to get a whistle extremely crucial for for mm-hmm. for this for this team in order to get everything settled down uh, and then once they came back it it was uh it was there was a big stop that Mark Stahl had to disrupt a William Nylander pa- um shot and Bobrovsky kicked it out after mm-hmm. but i think that was just a big opportunity for the Panthers to just really take a stranglehold not only in the game but in the series and it just you think about certain parts and little itty bitty plays that change series and that change mindsets as well and and confidence 
and and little things like that is just that that one that one kind of stuck out stuck out to me um in in this game and i i just think that even if the florida panthers are to drop one in sunrise florida i the panthers still in a very great position yeah i know boston was up 3-1 i, I yeah like i i get that but the, the 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 boston bruins also did not lose two games on home ice in in the previous series yeah i know that the new new jersey devils lost games one and two at home against the rangers um but it's I think it's a little different when you have the two days off and you're traveling a thousand plus miles too versus across the Hudson that the Rangers and the Devils did um in their mm-hmm. previous series. I just and the the Maple Leafs also have time to think. And the fact that these are it with the team being down 0-2 and having the time to think as well. They're I the the Panthers are starting to get in uh, Toronto's head if they aren't there already. I think Bob is already there. I know Bennett is 100%. To Chuck may or may not be. I I think he kind of introduced himself the first game, but then Shen, you know, kind of gave him a good shot and, you know, basically made him look human. But I I think Toronto has to think a lot about what they want to do going forward and how they're going to be able to establish a game plan that gets around the four check. And, you know, don't ask them any questions about Florida though. I mean, if you guys want to go on Twitter and ask Ilya Samsonov what he thinks about Bob's play so far, (laughs) uh, he'll give you a very straight answer. And um, it, it, to me, that shows he's frustrated and that the Panthers are already in his head. Um, now, shifting back to Florida, there's two major questions that I, I'm i kind of concerned with. Number one, you come back home, you're on home ice. Panthers are usually really good, but, you know, they didn't play that well in the Boston series. It's because you're back at home, you're more comfortable, right? Um, you kind of get back into, like, a more family routine. You're, you know, with everybody that you know. So is that going to take away from the focus or the tenacity that the Panthers are playing with right now? And secondly, um, Tampa beat – I'm sorry, Toronto beat Tampa three times in Tampa. Mm-hmm. All right. That's no – that's no – you know, In overtime. That's, yeah, and, and that's not easy at all. I mean, look at us. We're Panthers fans. I mean, we, we don't like the Lightning. And um, winning in that barn three times in a playoff series, I wish we could have done that um, even last year. But – I think these teams are going to be evenly matched in the next two games, and it's going to come down to um, who's going to make the adjustments and who is really going to want it. Um, Because, again, Toronto seems like they want it, but they're not able to finish. Florida is allowing the game to come to them, and, you know, they dictate it from there. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. No doubt. No doubt. And it's a it's a perfect opportunity for for the panthers and it's crazy i'm I, i'm just scrolling twitter uh real quick uh and and just a a, a quote that jameson olive had uh in relation to paul Maurice and talking about he actually mentioned uh the jersey rangers series about them being listen to this mileage between the two arena arenas 11 miles apart and and about how the panthers being being in an environment that's not theirs, um, and being in also practice uh, practice facilities too as well, 
hotels, packing your bags to go to a different city, not coming back home after game seven too, mm-hmm. and just focused, focused. It's, 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 that's all you get tunnel vision right here. Yep. It's just, this is the mission. This is the next, this is the next team. Now they get a little bit of time to relax. The, of course, they'll there'll be a practice of, or two in between then. Probably, probably they'll be back at practice on Saturday. Um, but it's it's just it's just they know they know what's ahead, and they know that especially with Bob, with how stoic he is. Oh my goodness! Is could could you not ask for a better goalie? Who not 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 necessarily as far as per, performance, but mindset wise. In, in Sergei Bobrovsky? For right now, yes. Um, I really think he tries not to take things too seriously. Um, you know, he seems like he's a very down-to-earth kind of guy. Um, you know, I, I read an interview with him, um, you know, before he signed with Florida, and um, he's a very intellectual individual. And what happens sometimes with those individuals is that they tend to overthink everything and things start getting in their head. Um, I think he honestly had to go train to unwind that type of thinking in order to be successful. Now, has Florida been able to get the fruits of that of that type of you know unwinding thinking? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. He hasn't been the most consistent. Like he'll be on for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then completely look like he's not an NHL goalie anymore. So, I am thankful right now that he is going with the team. He's with that mindset, but. At the same time, is he going to be able to last? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to keep this going? Is he going to be the guy that we're going to ride? Or are we going to see the Lion King part two? I, it, that was a question that was asked even before game two. And so far, so good. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's where um, there, it's not a yes or a no. It's a so far so mm-hmm. good. That's my that's my answer at least. When, when, when it, when <laughs> that's it a good answer. That. And uh, and so far, um, um, thirty six saves on uh, um, excuse me, thirty four saves on on the night on excuse me, thirty five saves on thirty seven shots, and then thirty four saves on thirty six shots on 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 Tuesday night. So, got gotta gotta love what Sergey Bobrovsky is doing, but Nick. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, a victorious Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thanks again for having me on and uh, thanks for having us on live with the fans and everything. Um, Hopefully next time, you know, I hope we can answer some questions or bring, uh, you know, some questions in light. Um, Everybody can follow me on on Twitter at Prudentia Zero. But Let's keep going, guys. Um, you know, I hope next Thursday or Fairbanks Friday, we're celebrating either a win or almost a clinching series win. Yep, and can't 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 wait for that next episode, uh, my friend. So, <laughs> uh, thank thank you so much, my friend, and I will see you next time. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Every dayers, make sure to tune in to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on Sunday night as, as 
myself and Joey Ganzi of the Hockey Writers will be recapping the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs Game 3. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.